Welcome to the Crypto Podcast for Beginners. This show, if you haven't guessed it yet, is for beginners. But we're also going to be sharing useful tips that could apply to anyone. We're going to be rounding up the news in the crypto world, as well as covering useful tips to our crypto game. This podcast is hosted by myself, Greg Kong. I purchased Bitcoin back in 2017 during the heyday of the peak in Chiang Mai, Thailand. I got back into crypto in late 2020 with the help of my co-host, Terry Masson, who has a lot of skin in the crypto game himself with over $300,000 Canadian in his crypto. We would appreciate if you could leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And we also have a online crypto course for beginners on Udemy covering all the main cryptocurrencies and altcoins as well as how to buy them step by step. And the sexy topics like NFTs, DeFi, ETFs and a whole lot more. We'll put links to that in the show notes. Let's get started. Good morning, cryptocurrency world. Good morning, Greg. Morning, Terry. So we got to update that intro. I saw you just sent me a photo at the last minute (laughs) of your latest balance. Like 300,000. Wow, that was so two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) We're at 460,000 today. Wow. Congratulations. Is that that a new all-time high? Uh, It was like 479 the day before yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, kept refreshing. I, like, I like to take a screenshot at its highest. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I was like, wait, come on, 480, come on, 480. But then it started to dip down a bit. So well, it seems like it's a new all-time high every, every show <laughs> that we do. Well, we are in the midst of a bull run. Yeah. Uh, peak hype this week with the, with the Coinbase going public. It's not an IPO, yeah. right? It's a direct public listing. Okay. So, like a SPAC? I don't. I I actually don't know what a SPAC is. Uh, I've been hearing it's acquisition capital or something. SPAC, it's called. Yeah, it's like a pre. It's it's like not as official as as a IPO type of thing. Uh, a special purpose acquisition company also known as a blank check company, is a shell corporation listed on a stock exchange with the purpose of acquiring a private company, thus making it public without going through the traditional initial public offering process. Nice. You know, you can share stuff on the screen as well. Oh, yeah, it's boring. It's just a Wikipedia, (laughs) Investopedia. Cool. So uh, your hair's spiker than usual? Yeah, extra gel today. Yeah. I don't know why I went that route. It just felt the right thing to do. Nice. So what did you, did you buy anything over the, the weekends? Yes. And yes. And yes. I'm constantly buying CRO by proxy of just getting my bonuses. Yeah. So, um, yesterday was a good day and I got $240 worth of CRO. Nice. And that, that's just payments on the interests. Um, because remember when I upgraded my Rose gold card, which still hasn't arrived as of yet. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Because we want to do the official unboxing, right? I'm waiting for the postal person to come because uh, it should be today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting at the front reception of my office. Come on, postal worker. <laughs> Bring me my frosted rose gold. Yeah. Here's another funny story on that. <clears throat> because um, I get 100% rebate on Spotify mm-hmm. and, and um, Netflix and also Prime Video. Um. I haven't, they've actually expired. So my subscriptions expired Mm -hmm. and I haven't put in, they keep saying, please give us updated credit card information. And I haven't done it yet. Cause I don't want to miss out a number. Yeah. Until I get the new card number. So (laughs) my wife is like, I don't have Netflix, Terry. I'm like, yeah, yeah, just, it's okay. (laughs) A few more things. (laughs) Netflix. I I don't (laughs) think they have that. A lot of their content, I think is a bit older. Maybe it's different if you use the uh, VPN to the States, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I don't, I don't watch a lot. Anyways, I really like Disney plus because they have a lot of the Marvel and the star Wars stuff coming out. Yeah. Any, anything new other than the Falcon and the the winter soldier? (laughs) Well, the Loki trailer came out for the Loki series coming out in June. Yeah. Did you see that? 
Mm, no, 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 no. But that's not Look, out yeah. yet, right? Just the trailer. No, it comes the trailer's out. Yeah, it goes live in June. But yeah. that's hilarious. Like Loki is one of my favorite characters. Like he's the anti-hero that you root for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a good character. Like, always up to no good. What no crypto wonder. did you buy today? I didn't buy anything today, but over the weekend, yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, friends messaging me, you know, my, my one friend said, are you getting any one inch? I'm like, what is one inch? Yeah. You know, so Google search uh, uncovers that this is, this is part of, I think there's four coins that were recently listed on Coinbase. Uh, I think it was engine, uh, yeah, I put it on. I put it on. Uh, anyways, let's see. Let's put yeah, it on Andrew, here. One inch. And was it sand? You sent me that list, and I was like, "These yeah. are so good." And CKB it, was another one, wasn't it? Or CKR? Uh, Nervos. I know one inch, inch was one of them. It yeah. was. I, I looked at all of them on Crypto.com, and and one inch was the cheapest buy-in. Yeah, I love that. It right? was like five, six bucks per one inch. So. I'm like, okay, I'll get seven inches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, OGN, yeah. Yeah. So it's basically banking on because they were already listed, I think, on Friday or Thursday last week on Coinbase. Right. Uh, if it, it could remember on your last episode, you said that coins typically pump 20% on listing on Coinbase. And with the Coinbase going public, I thought, okay. Let me just get a little bit, and if it if it pumps, then that's great. Right, and did it? Well, it's, we have to wait till Wednesday. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah. Sometimes what I find in crypto as well too, they have something called um, buy the rumor, sell the news, where it's yeah. like if there's a rumor of something happening, that's when all the hype is. That's when the price goes up, and as soon as they actually it happens like the event happens or it gets announced. Then there's a little bit of a, a sell off, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news. Yeah. So it might go the opposite way. <laughs> Be prepared. Yeah, well, for both going the opposite way right now. I mean, it's, okay. it's dipping in the past, the past day. It's so the other day. ones were, and uh, was it ENG yeah, engine? And, yeah. That one you're familiar with. We've talked yeah, it's, it's, about that. It's dipped. Yeah. Uh, OGN, which is Origin, and NKN. Yeah, I don't know what NKN is. Yeah, I, I did buy something new. I, like I have Near Protocol because that was one of the ones that was in the Supercharger event, yeah. and then also uh, Matic Polygon Matic. So the the project is Polygon, and the ticker symbol is Matic M A T I C. That was a recommendation from Lark Davis, and he's got I think close to two hundred thousand followers now. Yeah, but I was expecting a little bit more of a pump. Like when he, when he goes public, like a lot of these influencers, they can actually have quite a significant impact on the price action. Yeah, uh, Andre Jake, he he released a video on the weekend talking about uh, Omni. But yeah, let's just stick with this first uh, Polygon. Yeah, Matic. Yeah, that's the ticker. Matic. So it didn't really do much. Yeah, like I'm, I don't know. Thirty-five I, cents. I, it's it's like anytime I divert from my master plan, it just yeah. seems like I'm not getting the results. Well, you did and, well on the on the the hollow chain. Yeah, that was, you know, but it, it, so yes, I mean, my average price was seven hundredths of a penny, and now it's two cents, so it's still like a a thirty x for me. Yeah. But at you know at its peak it was fifty two x. But I think if you want long term sustainable growth, and you want to like kind of set yourself up for the future, you have to buy coins that have real, real utility. Like what's their use case? Are companies adopting the technology? Are companies using it uh, in 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 a profit model? You know, like it has to be it has to be something people are paying for and corporations are using and creating revenue. And and what's the size of the problem that it solves? You know, the bigger the problem, the bigger the opportunity. So like I don't want to just hop on the hype wagon and just buy things because of its current price or which yeah. YouTuber said this. 
Yeah, so like I'm different game. I'm sticking with my Cardano ADA, my Ripple XRP, and my uh, V chain. Yeah, guy. yeah, those those are my strongest holdings as well. I realized I was a little under um, uh, my asset, you know, my portfolio. It's a little bit low on polka dots, so. Yeah, I've I've loaded up on that, and the, I've noticed Nasdaq is Google serving serving me up a lot of Nasdaq crypto articles. I think that's good. Their, their articles are really good. They have this one. I, I think I sent you this one, Cardano versus Polkadot. Yeah, and I think the summary is that you know they're both solid long term plays in in mm -hmm. the crypto space. So uh, yeah, I'm hearing a lot more about about Polkadot. Did you see Coin Bureau's crypt his portfolio reveal this weekend? Yeah, he's got both of those. He's a little bit heavier in DOT than he is yeah. in, in Cardano, but yeah. it's great. Like that's validation, right? Like he's he's been in this game for a long, long time. He's very well educated on the space. Yeah, you know, if we get to a certain audience, maybe we can bring him on board as a special guest. Yeah. Actually, I, I tweeted out to the CEO of Binance. Uh, Binance is pumping uh, over the past day. Oh, my God, day. yeah. Jeez, over $500 US. Yeah, and then I actually just Googled the, the, the CEO. He's actually Canadian, Chinese-Canadian, and he's Chow from Zing Vancouver. Yeah. No way. Wow. So yeah, I tweeted out to him. He didn't. He didn't reply. Yeah, he's uh, probably he probably gets inundated with requests, but he's. Oh yeah, he's probably super busy, this, especially this week. Yeah. Oh, Chang Chang Peng Zhao. Okay, CZ. They call him for short. CZ. CZ. But yeah. <coughs> so uh, yeah, we'll try get him on the on the show next week. Maybe maybe Charles. Yeah. Charles here's Washington? our here's yeah. our hit list. Yeah. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> What do you think now? Because if you ever, do you watch the digital asset investor on YouTube? No, he's mostly an XRP centric channel, but he does a lot of like investigative uh, digging and searching and he comes up with his results. Yeah. And because there's the lawsuit going on right now with Ripple and, you know, uh, saying that XRP is a security. Yeah. And, and then um, part of the motion or, or what part of discovery was the ripple executives or the ripple legal team was like saying, okay, we want all the records of the sec f finding a determination why they let Bitcoin and Ethereum have a free pass. You know, what is the reasoning for not declaring those to a security and yeah. why just declare XRP a security or accuse XRP of being a security. And so the digital asset investor, he's done all this research showing video live video of Vitalik. Mm basically saying give me your money as an investment and this is what the the uh, ethereum foundation is going to do and this is the kind of return that you can expect so yeah. that is by definition a security but ethereum has always had a, a free pass they've never been prosecuted you know or they've never been the sec has never come after um, yeah. ethereum and they did an initial coin offering. So like Ripple's like, why are you suing us? Like we came to you. We were, we sat down at the board table with you almost weekly saying, this is what we want to do. And we need, we need regulatory clarity so we can offer our, our utility token. Yeah. And uh, you know, they, they, they just kept him in Hong and they took them seven years to finally file a suit against SEC, but they leave, they leave uh, Ethereum alone, which is really weird. So, Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 climbed since I think a couple of episodes ago it was under dollar. Now it's you know it's hovering at what one point three six. Yeah, right I mean, that's great. For the longest yeah. time, people were calling it a stable coin pegged at the U.S. quarter because it was like twenty five cents. It just kept trading like horizontally. Yeah, <laughs> there was no price. So now it's well, my average price on XRP is. It's quite low, actually. I, I got in at a good time. I was even buying some around seventeen cents. But oh, my you're average getting early. <laughs> early bird catches the worm. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, my average price is around thirty cents. Wow. And you know now it's a dollar thirty-six. So. Yeah. Doing pretty good on that one. It's actually a dollar seventy-three Canadian. So I know I know we've got some U.S. customers, customers, uh, listeners. Yeah, I think yeah, majority will probably be in US. All right, we'll keep talking to US dollars. So I probably bought it around twenty-four cents on average. It's a dollar thirty-six. 
Nice. So I'm up close to 500% on that. Very good. I What's actually, your, uh, your biggest performer right now? I actually uh, was watching the Coin Bureau, and then he he uh, plugged a quick promo for this software. Um, it's called the Cointing. Okay. And Let's play on so, words. Yeah, so you can Accounting actually. I was actually plopping in that spreadsheet. Uh, my assets, right? Like going yeah. through my emails and all the yeah. buying prices. I'm like, wow, this is this is uh, a lot of manual labor. And then, and then, uh, yeah, I saw Cointing. You know, I was just watching that video, and then I just decided to give it a try. I found out you can actually export all your transactions from Crypto.com into uh, a CSV file. Okay, interesting. So I plugged it in. Let me see if I can log in here. And yeah, it gives you a really nice report. And um, I guess it's based on the real-time figures and yeah, and all your transactions. So then you can really tell what your real... That's the one is. drawback of my personal spreadsheet is I don't know how to import real-world current market data. Like it, you need some like API programming knowledge for that, and that's out of my price range. Oh, we're out of my. What, is, what do they say? Out of your pay grade. Your pay grade. <laughs> you want to take a look? Yeah, I want to see your acquainting. Acquainting. Yeah, I'm just just loading right now. Um, I think I I think it was V Chain was actually my best performer. Oh, right on. Um, based on this data, I don't, I don't know if it's a hundred percent. Because I looked, I look, I compared it to what I did on on the spreadsheet, and yeah, you know, there's just so many different factors. Right. So I could have made a miscalculation, but uh, here we go, portfolio reveal. Yeah, let's see. That's all right. Hey, listen, when we first talked about this, Greg, you had a hundred dollars. This was going back in, I guess, October, right? Yeah. And now look at you. So yeah, you can tell here. Yeah, my profit uh, increase on each coin. So yeah, VeChain, I think it was higher yesterday. I think I traded some VeChain last night for Polkadot. Okay. Average price is what, four cents? Yeah, your average purchase price is four cents and now you're it's, now it's at 13 cents. Yeah. That's um, great. Yeah, Ethereum hasn't there. performed so well. Polkadot, not yet. Oh yeah, your Dot and the Doge. You're not up on Doge. I thought you'd be up because it pumped to like ten cents recently, right? <clears throat> yeah, let's say that now. Seven cents. Anyways, I, I loaded. Traced. Yeah. Well, I mean, Elon put that that tweet tweet out that I sent to you. Yeah. Uh, you just never know how what what he actually means with his uh, Dogecoin to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I loaded up on that. Just loading up on everything this week, just in case. All right. Yeah, yeah. but I, I got some comfort with the software. Um, like, I don't know how these look to you, but like, if I were to file my taxes next year, like, I feel like I'm in a good place. I think it's eighty bucks a year. Okay. To um, to use their tax service. But Crypto.com also has a a tax software as well too, specifically for Canadians. Yeah. What's it called? crypto.com tax i'm not too sure but they had sent in an email out to everybody a month back okay i must have missed it but you know anytime they give you free tax software you have to understand you have to wonder where's the source like is, is this the canada revenue agency that's providing the software for free <laughs> so if, yeah. if you use that software you better make sure your return is exactly what this the software calculated yeah yeah for now it's like i haven't paid anything i'm basically just uploading the the, the data transactions from the right. from the app so did you claim any capital gains for 2019 2019 yeah did you, did you dispose of any assets in 2019 no i didn't i didn't really buy any crypto until last last year aside from the, okay. the bitcoin so i've done anything with that so it's Nice Have you completed your 2020 there. return? Or I've sent it, to, it? sent it to my accountant. Yeah. yeah, I was dreading this year, but I realized, oh, I think next year is going to be the year where I need to have you know everything's 
organize and and yeah. set up have you yes. um everything's with my accountant as well too yeah uh, 2019 is done um i got a little bit of a tax bill because i did have some capital gains in 2019 but that was like my tesla stock and i had some neo i sold neo at a profit tesla at a profit yeah i had, a bunch, I had some reits and things like that so yeah. my actual in 20 in 2019 i had about i don't know not a lot of capital gains yeah sorry my tax your crypto last year right i only got involved in crypto in 2020 yeah yeah. So yeah, but my tw and I most of my profits been realized this year so far. Yeah. So like I'm afraid for my tax bill for the end of 2021, but for 2020 I'm I'm okay. Yeah. But I had to pay um twelve thousand dollars for 2019 because I'm self-employed. I don't actually withhold any tax. Yeah. Like if you have a job and you get a T4, that you know your employer will hold back you know twenty percent or eighteen percent tax. So then yeah. your tax bill at the end of the year is not so big. But yeah. for self-employed people, you know they kind of just you know, fly by the seat of their pants and deal with it, deal with everything at the end of the year. Yeah. So that's what Auto I did. Autopilot. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just get your check deposit, all your taxes taken care of and fill yeah. in the, the slips. So right. I get hit at the end of the year. I've got my corporate taxes to pay my personal taxes to pay. I've got GST I need to submit. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, for people that are listening, like if they, you know, if they are beginning to do their first tax return with crypto, do you have like, like where do where where do people start? Like, well, for the U.S., they, they have different or? tax rules, right? Like, if you have um, in the United States, don't quote me a hundred percent, but what I understand is if you hold on to the asset, if you don't sell it for over a year, you don't get you don't have to pay taxes on the gains if if it's a long-term asset mm -hmm. like so let's say you bought it and then a month later you sold it well yeah you'd get taxed on that yeah. if you hold it for over a year so the important thing to know is if you're buying the same coin over multiple times yeah. then make sure each purchase is a separate line item on your spreadsheet and yeah. then if any are longer than a year just sell the coins that are over a year old you know that way you can backtrack you can say oh these ones i bought back in uh, march of 2020 are the ones I'm selling now in April 2021. So that way you don't pay tax on that one. But Canada is a little bit different. It doesn't doesn't matter the length of time. Mm -hmm. It just the only thing is they want to know are you doing are you trading as a business? Like yeah. are you a day trader? Are you making the majority of your money by getting in and out of stocks or coins? Mm -hmm. Or are you mining? Cuz if you're a miner then that's considered a business, so you got to pay tax on all the coins you mine. Yeah, and like all the gear and yeah, so that's a hundred percent of that income will get taxed. Not saying you have to pay a hundred percent tax on all your gains. I'm just saying they will add that amount of gains to your total income and tax you at the appropriate rate at that point. But if you're not a day trader or you're not doing it as a business, like a casual retail investor, long-term investor like you and I, only yeah. fifty percent of our capital gains will get added on to our total income. Mm. So if you pay tax on it, you're only paying tax on the 50%. Okay. And every country might have a different rules, right? So check with your accounting. Well, I'm sure there's going to be a new, uh, more demand for, you know, cryptocurrency accountants. <clears throat> it's, it's a bit different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm happy that you can export all those transactions from, from crypto.com into a spreadsheet. Uh, is it longer than six months? Because the latest news I heard is they only keep six months of records for you. Uh, I can check. I can check Which would here. Be difficult. Yeah, the thing it was hidden under the accounts menu. You have to click on that clock. Okay, this is right from your app, right? Yeah, like, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, I thought oh, I have to go to the every single email notification and. So you go to accounts. Yeah, oh, it's three, three years, three oh, years range. Oh, export. Okay, right on. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, save some time. Oh, great. This is great. I didn't notice that. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah I, I thought that, 
I, I never pressed that particular button before. It's it's hidden. I I only found out from this coin thing, like how to get my data into the platform. So they right. they knew about it. Near near protocol had a little bit of a run, and then it's retraced a bit. Near protocol. Yeah. Is that another exotic altcoin? <laughs> yeah, it's number fifty-two in the market cap list. Yeah. And it's trading at about seven dollars, and I bought it around five dollars. So that's not bad. It's a forty percent gain in mm -hmm. like I don't know three weeks, because that was the last supercharger. So it ended, I guess, at the end of March before they went into Doge. Because oh no, wait, Doge, Doge was. Are we still supercharging Doge? No, we're supercharging Engine, Engine. right now. Engines. So yeah, it was. So that was February. Near was in February. Okay, so let's let's just recap uh, yeah. for anyone that's watching or listening. The Crypto.com has a feature called Supercharge, and you basically you stake your coin for a period of the event, and then you get to mine that. Is it that coin, or is it in CRO? You get paid out in. No, you get paid out in the coin that's being mined. Oh, nice. So I'm yeah. getting from engine. Yep. Yeah, I forget to monitor what's going on in there because if you go into your account, it's sort of you got to expand that to, to see what's going on. Yep. So, but that's it used to be a four week charging period. So you can keep adding and keep staking CRO for those four weeks. Yeah. And then they'll give you your allocation at the end of that. And yeah. then they pay it out over 30 days. So it's a, kind of like a two-month process yeah. when you first get started. And then uh, they change the coins. But it was it was always a four-week period. Now Engine is a six-week period. So you can charge for six weeks, and then you'll get paid out every... You'll get a tiny bit of Engine every day for six weeks. Okay. Well, that's that's a, seems like it's a hot coin. You know, it's, yeah. it's in the NFT space. It's going to... It was listed on Coinbase. What is the ticker for that? A e J E N J. E N J. But it's and yeah. the the average percentage yield is fourteen point six five percent right now. So basically, however much CRO you stake, yeah, um, you'll get a, the approximate value almost fifteen percent paid out in engine coin. Okay. So if you put in a thousand dollars. Um, now again, this is pr annual percentage yield, but it's because you're only in for six weeks, they have to divide that amount by whatever, however many six weeks periods there are in a year, right? Yeah, it's not. I've been looking to get. I've been eyeing <clears throat> Engine and and the Hollow Chains, but the the minimum buy-ins on the Crypto.com app, like they're just they're quite high. I think Engine is just under two hundred Canadian. Like these are not cheap to get into and yeah. then something like you know one inch it's like five six bucks like what is do you know why how do they yes because when they list them and they list the minimum to purchase they yeah. don't go by dollar value they go by coin quantity yeah. so when they list them if the price is significantly lower at the time of listing mm -hmm. you know let's say it's okay let's say it's 10 cents and you want to buy a thousand of them well, that's going to cost you $100. But when they listed it, if it was a penny, then it would have only been $10. Right? Mm -hmm. That Those same 1,000 coins would have cost $10, and now the value of those 1,000 coins is $100. But because they do it by coin quantity and not dollar value, as the price increases, so does your buy-in amount. Mm. Well, I guess I'll get in through the supercharger. Yeah. <laughs> but right. you know, that's still like, even at $3 right now, I think it's a good deal. Yeah. Well, you got some, right? So you're, you're, uh, if, if it does pump with this week, along with those other four coins, you're, uh, mm -hmm. you're in the game. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm done selling them off. Like I had at one point twenty two thousand, and I only have three thousand left. Yeah, and most of them I sold at you know a pretty decent return, but 
<laughs> I missed out on a lot of gains. If I just held a few months longer, I'd be a lot richer, <laughs> Greg. <laughs> so well, just 3,000 is my never sell amount. I will never sell. Yeah. So do you, are you going to get any Coinbase this week? Um, no. I mean, I could. I want to see what it opens at. Yeah. The I trouble with question. these initial listings, like over historically over time, 50% of IPOs have gone up from their initial listing price and 50% mm -hmm. of them have gone down. So it's like a coin flip, yeah. you know? So like Warren Buffett never touches IPOs. He's He's been quoted as saying, I, I don't go anywhere near them. Yeah. Because a lot of it is based on speculation and hype when they initially come out. Mm. And you can't really value it at that point. Yeah, I'll be paying, paying attention on Wednesday for sure. Um, but I, I'm just wondering if they're going to put it on Wall Simple. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm eyeing it. They, they, I've Googled it and there isn't any news on that. So I'm not sure if they're just going to make it available on the day of. Yeah. So if it's listed on NASDAQ, pretty much almost everything on NASDAQ should be able to be purchased on Wealth Simple. I hope so. Well, I, one tip for beginners is, and especially for cryptos, have your account funded. Yeah. You know, because there's some time there for that to take place. Well, simple is nice because they have this this new feature. You can do instant two hundred fifty buck deposit, but yeah. a platform like Interactive Brokers that can take up to a week. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, so that's that's see. This is the problem that XRP solves. They are going to go to instant settlement within three seconds. Yeah, instant settlement settlement of funding. So you could just say, "I want to send from my checking account to my Wealth Simple account." Boom, three second settlement. Yeah. It's there. None of this T plus two, T plus five. That's yeah. a big problem to solve, right? Instant settlement across nations, globally, across different institutions, from mm. government to big business to private enterprise to the individual consumer. Like that's the size of the problem that XRP is trying to solve. Yeah. Yeah. You're all about the kind of what what is the the big problem that the coin is trying to solve yeah like i can send you an email i can send you a video i can send you a text message i can make a phone call to you and instantaneously we're communicating but we can't do that with money like that's been the big drawback for years and years and years is and even things like paypal and venmo when you actually send money to somebody like they get an instant alert saying hey you got money in your paypal account but it yeah. doesn't actually settle between the between the institutions immediately mm -hmm. they have this thing called nostro vostro where you know they pre-fund so they say okay if there's a corridor between let's say canada and the philippines because there's a lot of philippine canadians here and they're sending yeah. money back home so the Canadian banks have relationships with the Philippines banks and they pre-fund. So a lot of the Canadian banks will actually physically send money over to the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And then that way, if somebody comes to a Western union or a MoneyGram or whatever, and they said, I want to send my family X amount of dollars, they get it right away. Mm -hmm. But there's still a few extra days in the back end for the banks to say, okay, our customer, our banking customer sent your banking customer some money. Okay. Let's, uh, let's adjust that in the, in the ledger in the back end. Yeah. So there's, apparently there's $27 trillion of money that's held up in these Nostra Vostra accounts. Like all these banks and large institutions, they have to pre-fund. So it's mm -hmm. capital they cannot use. It's tied yeah. up. They, they have these agreements to kind of keep a certain supply on hand. Yeah. You know? So I guess you, you hold a lot of XRP still. Sure do. Yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I wouldn't even go into my story, but yeah, I wish I didn't sell my XRP. Are you totally out? No, no. Um, but when I had that pump, I I had funded my Visa card with the XRP. Big big mistake. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah don't don't sell any of the kind of the major coins in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. But V Chain actually did did drop drop a bit, so I exchanged that for some Polkadot. Okay. 
Polkadot was dropping a bit. And uh, you said anything under 100 on Polkadot is not bad, right? You got to look at long term. Like, what are we in this for, right? Are we are we in it just to kind of flip a quick buck, or are we you know if, if we really believe in the projects and the problem that it's solving, yeah, then you know give it five years. Look, yeah. look what Ethereum did in five years. You know, from pennies to two thousand dollars, twenty one hundred dollars. Yeah. What did Bitcoin do in the last eleven years, or ten years? Right, from two thousand and eleven to two thousand and twenty one, it's gone up two million percent. Bitcoin is uh, it's sixty k. Is that a new? Is that a new all-time high? Sixty-one, I think it did. Right? What didn't it get to sixty-one thousand? Let's take a look. It's currently at fifty-nine. It's such a behemoth. Like, like I have some Bitcoin. I'm never gonna sell just because you know it might be the future of the global currency reserve. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'm not buying any more Bitcoin. Yeah, it's just it's so too expensive, right? It's an institutional. Yeah, institutional it's not too expensive because I mean I'm not going to buy one single Bitcoin, but you, you can buy you know a hundred million decimals, or there's sorry there's a hundred million satoshis in a Bitcoin. So how many decimals is that? Eight decimals, nine decimals. So you can buy one one hundred. Well, I guess you can't because there's imposed minimums, but you know you can buy fractions of a Bitcoin. Yeah. But you know, if, if I look at the return, like it's it's a behemoth, it's a slow mover, it's already got a trillion dollar market cap. So for it to double in value, it needs another trillion dollars to come into the space. Yeah. Right? But you look at some of these smaller caps, in order for them to double, it could only take a few million or a couple billion. Yeah. But it's it's more like the, it's kind of symbolic of the, the cryptocurrency world. It's sort of the entry, the gateway for newbies to yeah. Bitcoin and for institutions to, to, you know, I guess the Bitcoin has just become well-known mainstream, well mm -hmm. uh, more well-trusted in, in last year or so. Yeah. But, if you yeah. listen to the, the mainstream narrative, it's like everybody was saying Bitcoin is the store of value. And then you have all these Bitcoin maximalists, you know, like Michael Saylor and uh, Max Kaiser. Have you ever listened to that guy, Max Kaiser? Uh, Mike Novogratz. So, but now the narrative is changing. A lot of these Bitcoin maxis are now saying, yeah, Bitcoin is great, but Ethereum could also be great. So yeah. they're kind of switching over now. Like the big institutions I find are slower to react and a yeah. little less smart than the, the YouTube researchers like you and I, like the retailers that are really into investigating yeah. and really learning as much as they can. We can act a lot faster yeah. and we can pivot a lot quicker. So we've already like I've you know I've moved on from Bitcoin, you know, quite quickly within the first month of learning about Bitcoin. Then I'm like, oh, I want to do Ethereum staking. And then it's like once I learned about Ethereum, it's like, oh, I want to do XRP and VeChain and Cardano. Yeah. So then the Ethereum killer narrative, right? <laughs> exactly, right? So I mean, eventually the the big institutions, you're gonna hear in the mainstream media that they have moved on to supporting other coins as well. And I have a feeling XRP is gonna be one of them once that lawsuit is settled. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I guess a lot of things will play out in the upcoming year. So I found uh, Crypto.com as a separate DeFi app. Yeah, um, it's a DeFi wallet app, right? You can get up to twenty percent interest. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't actually go ahead and and log in and stuff. I just. I don't know. I was just playing around in the app, and I'm just wondering, like, so the the crypto earn and the crypto credit features in in Crypto.com. Those are those are DeFi, right? Well, they're centralized actually, because right, DeFi is decentralized finance. Mm -hmm. So you, we are actually when you're on Crypto.com, you're on a centralized entity because you're yeah. at the you're at the mercy of of whatever Crypto.com does. Yeah, and you don't actually custody your own keys on Crypto.com. So a lot of people have a problem with that. Yeah. So the only time um, you know you can actually get your keys is if you take your stuff off platform. So when you're in crypto earn, you are yeah. you're basically putting your money in crypto.com's bank. But they a lot of people had a problem with that, so they created this this uh, DeFi wallet. Yeah. 
So now you can take your coins off the exchange, put them in the wallet. Now you have your 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 keys, your private keys. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how they managed to do it, where they still link it with crypto.com, but you have your private keys to yourself. You custody your own keys. Plus they offer a really high yield. So yeah. I don't really quite understand it. Like I have 100% faith and trust in crypto.com because yeah. I've been with them almost a year now. And, you know, in that time, they've never been hacked. And my funds have always been secure. Every deposit I've put came. Every withdrawal I've taken has come. Yeah. You know, there's a couple outages they've had, you know, or system maintenance. But they've been, I would say, 97% uptime. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got a lot of skin in the game, so you must yeah. must trust them a lot. But yeah, I, I guess maybe curious. Maybe I'll uh, look into that a bit more. Too many, too many rabbit holes to go to go in. Right. In the the crypto space. What do you know? Just kind of circling back to the Bitcoin argument. What do you know right now is Bitcoin's biggest challenges or, or its biggest drawbacks? Uh, that I know of, said it's an inefficient. Cryptocurrency okay, compared to um, something like Cardano because it uses proof of work. Yeah. Um, I think it doesn't have much utility, not like Ethereum does. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't go to the grocery store or the Starbucks and buy a coffee with Bitcoin. Not yet. Because the fees are too high and the settlement time, like they can only process about seven transactions a second yeah and yeah on their layer one and then um you know before it gets verified on the block it could be anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour wait time so if you're in line at the starbucks and you got to wait 10 minutes to an hour to for the starbucks to verify that you've paid yeah that's a big problem have um, you ever so, yeah, seen slow. those bitcoin atms i have seen yeah they have, they have actually have um they have them in thailand yeah there might even be some in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um yeah, my, my friend, I'll just refer to him as T. T. <laughs> so uh he's like, Greg, you should get some stock footage of Bitcoin. And I'll tell you, you know, like making these videos, like after Ethereum, yeah, there's not a lot of these footage of these these uh altcoins. So that's okay. huge potential there. Um yeah. but that's another rabbit hole. Yeah, so so I looked up on the map. There's these ATMs in Vancouver and um, Vietnam. There's actually like a cryptocurrency cafe. That's it's in the intro. So I think you can actually you can actually withdraw there, and I think you can buy your coffee and in, in crypto and exchange. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a premium to buy them at the ATMs. Like you might pay as high as like what twelve percent above spot price. I'm not sure. I haven't used them. Yeah. Um, it's it's good that because you don't have to set up an account on an exchange, right? They'll just give you a little slip of a paper and it'll give you your private key and your public key. Mm. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, I got I got a little story here. So oh, you know, in Thailand, craft beer is sort of it's it's not just about the beer, it's about, you know sort of this revolution <laughs> against the corporations that that own the big beer companies like Singha, uh, Leo, and what's the other one, Chang. Yeah. So one of the ex-military uh, um, guys there, his name is Chit. So he has this beer called Chit Beer. So I, f I was staying in this area called Satorn in Bangkok. And I went to the craft beer store there and some local Thais told me if I really want to try this beer, I have to go to Krep, I think Krep Island. So it's okay. down the Chow Praia River. It's this little island. You have to actually take a ferry there or take a speedboat. Uh, so it's, it was a half day trip. So I finally get there and um, get into the store. And then the first thing I see is this Bitcoin ATM. So bring out my camera, just take some footage and then someone taps me on the back and it's it's chit so oh my goodness like how 
yeah, that's pretty interesting. You got a Bitcoin ATM at this craft beer <laughs> bar on this island in Bangkok. Um, yeah, never would have imagined. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Thailand is quite progressive, actually. Like people think it's like a developing country and it kind of is in the outskirts, but like their metropolis cities, like there's some of the most advanced cities I've ever seen. Yeah, the the rooftop bars and some of these, there's just so many tall modern buildings and yeah, they come up so, so fast. Most unique architecture. Uh, yeah. Their transportation system is top notch. Yeah. Yeah, I miss taking the the BTS and the, BTS the, and the motor motorbike taxis. <laughs> <Love those. laughs> We're weaving in between cars, and you're like, "Oh, I don't want to hit my knees between on, on the cars while it's weaving in and out." So you're uh, you sounds like you're pretty serious about Thailand soon. Yes. Yeah, it's been a lot. Like it's been a year since I've been there, and I'm yeah. just kind of getting stir crazy a little, little. Uh, what are they saying? College, cottage, cabin, cabin fever? fever? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've... And I, I just miss it. I just want a little bit less hecticness in my life. You should try, if you go to Thailand, check out the, um, this is co-work space in Chiang Mai. Uh, what's it called again? It's on uh, in Neiman Soy 5. This okay. co-work space is basically just all about cryptocurrency. And during my last visit there, I think it was last year, January, I went by and like they, they, they're one of the top notch spaces in Chiang Mai. I think they were offering like subsidized or free memberships at the time. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's basically like, I think hardcore crypto I don't know, investors or people that are involved in the space at this co-work space. I'm sure they have them in Bangkok as well. But uh, I also read that Thailand is trying to, I think they're trying to regulate uh, Binance or one of the exchanges because they have some disagreement. They haven't, yeah, they're not working with the government and, or maybe they're just worried about Thai's trading. Uh, well, they have their own kind of Thai exchange, Thai owned or Thai run called Bitcom. B I T K U M B. Okay. And apparently there's like a 30 day verification process. Wow. So it's either, I don't know why there's the delay, but yeah, Thailand, eh, who knows what's going on over there. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Right there. I want to play a lot of disc golf. I didn't really know, but there's a, there's a, a big disc golf scene in Thailand. Kosamoy um, has a, a nice course apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna create a course in the village for the children. You you bought uh, saw on Facebook you bought a set or something. I bought one of those uh, baskets, like it's um, an official. It's so heavy; it weighs like 100 pounds, 120 pounds. Oh, it feels that way, anyways. It's like metal, and it's you know it's it's a full metal basket, it's strong to support. It's, it won't tip over in the wind, that's for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'll probably just have them shipped. I'll buy like nine of them. I'll have like a nine, a nine whole course and do it in the jungle rice field or something like that. <laughs> Introduce right. it to the children. All right, that's sounds like a plan. Yeah, interesting. The, the coins they have on the bit thumb, bit, bit thumb. they got mana, decentralized, ripple. Yeah, they should have all the majors, right? But yeah, Zeno, Pundi X. Oh my God, five dollars and sixty-seven cents. Is that real? Is that expensive? These... Yeah, it was trading at like pennies. Some of these pennies coins pennies. I haven't heard of before. Yeah, Bitcoin Engine. Gold, Bitcoin Diamond. Look at Bitcoin Diamond, two dollars and eighty-nine cents. Is that a real? Yeah, that was a fork off one of them. Off, I don't know which one it forked off, either Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin Satoshi. Yeah. Okay. 
there's this if if anybody wants to in the audience wants to do some research in the um, the block size wars like the bitcoin block size wars is a very interesting uh, discussion and thread how when it was first created each block was a megabyte so yeah. the individual user with just a very underpowered computer could still run a full node and could still verify and the larger you make the bit size or the uh, the block size the more computing power you need to verify and process the blocks so yeah. all these large institutions are like petitioning to change the block size to higher amounts because they have the, the resources to buy the highest computers the fastest computers the more expensive computers that can process the blocks a lot faster so yeah. they want to push out all the smaller end users and all the other you know the, the little guys i think there's like eleven thousand full nodes in the world for blockchain blockchain for bitcoin uh, yeah yeah so for verifying the network yeah because um, like if you were to like this is the actual history since its inception right the full chain mm -hmm. and if you know if it would take you like hours and hours and hours to download this full node mm. you need like a really high throughput connection internet and you need a really fast computer and you yeah. need a lot of storage space like think of how many blocks they've processed in the last 12 years they do to apparently two hundred and ten thousand a year okay or two hundred and ten thousand every halving cycle sorry so multiply that by one megabyte and then multiply that by the inception that, that's going to give you kind of the the size of the file that it takes to download a full node okay you ever think about about being a miner yeah yeah i just have no interest in it it seems like a lot of effort like i'm trying to simplify my life right like i don't want to do anything that's going to add another level of complexity in my life yeah you know it's because i travel so much as well too like where am i going to situate this node what if the power goes out you know it's just like who wants to monitor that and i don't think the individual user can unless they join a mining pool can effectively compete with all these different mining operations like you you could spend tens of thousands of dollars on mining equipment and never mine a block and meanwhile you're paying all these exorbitant rates for electricity because it consumes a lot of electricity electricity in in british columbia i think it's it's uh not too expensive compared to asia just yeah, saying not, not that i'm doing anything like that yeah like in in back home in thailand we run two air conditioners pretty much almost 24 7. And it can be like around 3,500 baht. Yeah, definitely a hidden cost in Thailand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's but... funny. You know, here's the funny story. When Noon and I moved back to Canada, the PEA, the Pro Provincial Electricity Authority, came to the house, to our family's home, Noon's yep. family's home, and checked all the wires. And they're like, oh, oh, everything's hooked up, right? And then they came back again another few weeks later just to check everything because they couldn't believe our usage went from like, 3500 a month bought Thai bought yeah so like 150 180 dollars to like almost next to nothing because Nuna's family they don't use the air conditioner so the, uh, the electricity company came and thought you know how did you go from this usage to almost nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess it's one of the perks of of being in vancouver the water and the power is cheap how much do you pay for electricity for your 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 apartment? Uh, about sixty bucks during yeah. in the winter. In the, the during the summer, it's like 30, 40 bucks, which is I think it's pretty yeah. cheap considering I've got a lot of a lot of electronics, two computers, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, we're yeah. slightly more. So, like I think in the winter time, we were spending one hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah. And then just last month it dropped down to a hundred dollars. So I guess as the weather's getting warmer, like we're turning our turning our thermostats thermostats down. Yeah. But we run the dishwasher almost every single day on high water temperature. Yeah. Um, and also I don't think we use the heat function though. I think we just do air dry. And also yeah. we do the laundry at least one load a day. So yeah, yeah. you're right. That's not bad. But uh, air conditioning just tears through electricity. It takes a lot of power for AC. Yeah.
So, uh, okay, let's let's, let's, let's get, get back, back on track. to crypto. Uh, do you have any more more news um, in the crypto space? It is a big week with this Coinbase IPO. Um, mm-hmm. Like I I read that this could rival Facebook's uh, when they went public. So. Yeah, have you loaded up on all your coins? You're you're ready. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I haven't really been able to add any new money into the system. Yeah, well, you already have good good holdings, right? So. Yeah, I've got my bank. You know, the interesting thing is, right? If I look at where we are right now, so in order for somebody to acquire the exact same amount of coins that I have, yeah, they would yeah. need to spend like what four hundred and sixty thousand dollars. To get my portfolio, that's your buy-in price today. Yeah, are you selling my, your portfolio? <laughs> yeah, anybody want to buy it? Um, <laughs> but but when I bought it, like my purchase price, you know, I started buying back in June. Yeah, and I've probably put in one hundred and fifty thousand of my own money. But here, I'm going to tell you an interesting story, and this is what not to do for beginners. Okay, is I actually funded all my crypto purchases with credit card debt. Okay. Here's why this is a horrible idea, but why I thought it was a good idea at the time. You're going to pay like 23% at most interest on your credit cards. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be heavily leveraged. And you got to pay the, and you know, they're charging that interest monthly and you got to pay it at least your minimum monthlies. But here's what I kind of found out early on is the rate at which the, the coins were appreciating in value was exceeding the daily amount of interest I was paying. Yeah. So I just considered it leverage. And I got a lot of flack from my friends basically saying, oh, you know, you're a loser for borrowing money to, to buy assets. And I'm like, well, do you own a house? You know, are, are you borrowing money from the bank to buy a house? Like, did you pay cash for your house or do you have a mortgage? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, they, it's different somehow for them. They said, oh, that's different. And I'm like, well, it's not really different. Your house is an asset and cryptocurrencies are an asset. But anyways, as it got, as it got more and more appreciation, it turns out that I was making more per day, five times, six times, 10 times more per day yeah. in asset appreciation than I was paying to service the debt of the credit cards. So it's almost an opportunity cost to not use as much, you know, as much credit as you possibly can in a bull run, in a bull cycle is the caveat, because if, if yeah. it's in a and downtrend, we are in a bull run. We are in we a bull run. Yeah, so like, okay, so now I've, I've actually, since then, I've actually paid back a lot of the credit card debt. So like, um, it's nowhere near the amount it was before. I'm still carrying a little bit of a balance. But my latest calculation, Greg, is uh, it's been 315 days since June 1st. Yeah. And my assets are appreciating $1,592 per day. That's right. how much my assets, each and every day, it's appreciating $1,500. Now, my monthly interest is $357 per month on this come debt. Come again? Because I have some credit card debt still, right, that I use yeah. to fund the purchases of the crypto. Mm-hmm. So the interest that's being charged on that debt is $357 per month. Mm-hmm. So if I go 357 divided by 30 days, so I'm paying $12 in interest on this debt. But that $12 in interest on the debt is giving me $1,500 of, of asset appreciation. Like, why wouldn't you want to borrow as much money as possible? It's a no-brainer, right? Uh, I guess some people are just uh, programmed differently, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, I, yeah. Yeah, I get, I, get, I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like so, I could, I could pay off all the debt right now. I could cash out. I could, I would cash out some of my crypto and just pay off yeah, the debt. Yeah. But the opportunity cost of that, like, why would I, why would I deny myself fifteen hundred dollars a day in growth to save twelve dollars a day in interest? Right. You got to shake your head at that. Like, I wish I had. I wish I could borrow a million dollars right now. Mm-hmm. If I could borrow a million dollars, and it's appreciating. You know, how much would it appreciate per day at a million dollars? $15,000 a day, $150,000 a day. Who knows? Anyway, anyways, audience, don't do what I'm doing. You could get wrecked. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, I guess you got to be on the ball, right? You got to yeah. you gotta be like, a, yeah, checking your, your crypto quite often to know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, there was a time in August, actually, it was a little bit of a retracement. 
And my balance, my, my asset appreciation was a negative balance. So every day I was losing $35 a day. So at that time I was paying $30 a day in, in credit card uh, interest and yeah. I was losing $35 a day in assets. So actually I was down 70 bucks a day in August, mm. but it quickly turned around. So I didn't worry about it too much. With that, that's interesting. Would, would you sell your entire port crypto portfolio for a, for a million? No, God, no, no, no way. And be out of the game. Yeah. No way. Wow. It's sort of, you wouldn't do it. eh? To double my money. No way. We are holding assets that are going to a thousand X Greg in the next five X, years. Dude. That's a thousand X. That's almost to the moon. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the track record of Bitcoin. Look at the track record of Ethereum. Um, what else? Like, you know, geez, let, let's just look at look at my returns right now. Okay, Bitcoin three hundred percent, Ethereum six hundred percent, XRP four hundred and ninety, ADA a thousand percent, Dogecoin eighty four percent, V Chain eight hundred percent, Hot Hollow Chain thirty three thousand two hundred percent, thirty three thousand percent. No, no, a uh, three thousand oh. percent. So 32, 30 X still crazy, right? So yeah. this is my, re my return since June. Mm -hmm. So why would I sell all these multipliers for a, just to double my money now? No way. A little more patience, a few more months. And my 400,000 is 4 million. All and right. in a few years, it could be 40 million. There's no way I would sell it for a million dollars right now. I'd be the biggest fool in the world to do all that. Right. Long-term game, huddle, huddle. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, I'll just cap off uh, today's show if you don't have any more updates. Um, I sold my very first NFT <gasps> in, no, no, I listed my first okay. NFT in USDC. Okay. Um, so you actually have to pay another gas fee <sighs> to do that. If, if I just did it in Ethereum on OpenSea, yeah. no charge, but I thought, let me let me try this because maybe someone just has USDC in their wallet and they understand the pricing better because you know Ethereum pricing requires conversion. Right, right. And yeah, so Saturday, 1:30, the gas prices were pretty cheap. So yeah, I just paid 10 bucks in gas fees to mint it. It's slow though. It's it's a really um when when you're waiting for that gas transaction to process, like sometimes it just hangs up and then you're you're wondering do i refresh yeah. <laughs> Go through. yeah is it on the blockchain but yeah everything went through so um yeah i just said since i i'm paying this gas fee it's in usdc i'm just gonna list it for like a year and was actually my uh my first generation drone on a gopro 3 so a little bit of history there right on yeah so we'll i'll put a link to that nft below and onboarding please support NFT greg buy his nft how much how many how much usdc is it listed for uh, uh a lot over yeah. five digits uh i don't remember i can i can look it up i can look it up ten thousand dollars usdc uh or like, not like two hundred thousand, like your relisting of your snoop dog dog doge coin snoop dog doge coin a lot happens over the weekend i actually relisted my snoop dog <laughs> nft it's something that you should know if you're selling an nft because usually it's like on a on a time limited basis you have to relist it otherwise it's just doing nothing so oh, right right i relisted the snoop dog nft for two one three two one three okay so two one three is the name of his old his old uh, buddies okay. Nate Dog and Warren G. Okay, so twenty one thousand two hundred thirteen dollars. Two hundred thirteen thousand two hundred thirteen. Two one three two one three. 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 What's the lowest price for one of them and the highest price for one of them? Uh, we can actually look. Look, I just have to pull this up. We have to go to the crypto.com marketplace. Okay. Let's go there now. They just crypto.com NFT. Backlash uh, NFT. Wait, what's oh there we go. 
Yeah, marketplace. Yeah, you can get to it from there. Oh yeah, April Monday today. Collage Mirage Morissetta as a new artist. Moon did you watch crab. that video I, I sent of the the Winkle Winklevoss? I didn't. I didn't. It was, it was too too not enough time to watch it before coming to here for the podcast. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was just watching. They're they're into NFTs. I think they're gonna get involved. That's There's good. 786 of the Snoop Doggy Dog coins. One of them is from $66. I don't know. So somebody's selling it at a loss. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's the the drone NFT in, in USDC, just under 5,000. So there it is. And let's go to crypto.com. marketplace okay. oh my god somebody is selling one of them for five oh they're selling the, okay this edition one is on sale for a hundred thousand what are you looking at the snoop dog dogecoin one 786 available for sale edition number one is a half a million dollars if you want the first edition yeah, you can hear Snoop in the background. But some of them are like 9,000, 12,500, 10,000. One of them's is issue number 22 is is $999. Yeah. You, what number is yours in the list? Um, Which edition? I think my, I don't remember. Yeah, I see all the, the hard questions. Yeah, I'll actually have to log in and stuff. I think yeah. maybe 862. You know, I actually thought... Um, You know, I actually thought that I had actually transferred my NFT to, to someone else because when you explore the additions, <clears throat> you can it, somehow you get stuck in someone's NFT. I think it was this Crypto King. Okay. He's selling it for 250000 And then I couldn't find my NFT anymore. I thought uh -oh. I'd somehow pressed the wrong button. Um, anyways, that turned out not to be the case. Okay. Hey, guess what? Number two thirteen is not available for sale. Oh yeah, two two one three. Two one three is not available for sale. Seven seven seven. So it was it was interesting to you know to buy because I, I understand like how you can like you can monetize on your NFTs using <clears throat> different editions and right. secondary market. And the weekends, like all of his sold out. Snoop Dogs actually didn't all sell out. And, uh, no, really? Yeah, but it's becoming it's becoming harder to get these NFTs. I think it's because it's on, it was on crypto.com, like Nifty Gateway, like they try to limit supply and and do these auctions and stuff. So right, right. it's just yeah, not as straightforward. Well, I hope you your sells for two one three two one three. Next, yeah. Hopefully, uh, yeah, by episode. 20 we're uh we're at we're at a million <laughs> that would be so great okay well thanks terry pleasure as always greg yeah so keep us up to date on your your uh visa crypto card when it arrives yeah probably sometime this week i imagine yeah I'm sure we'll it's do coming a, from hong kong Okay, then we have to do a recap of what the aftermath of the Coinbase listing and any pump. Yeah, I gotta tell you, Greg, having a lot of money in the game brings a lot of money. Like just to part with, like to anybody out there who's listening, try yeah. to get as much money invested as possible, especially at these percentage yields. Like I just did my interest calculations yesterday, two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. I got paid in interest yesterday. Nice. I'm at nine hundred dollars for the month. It's April Talk while money makes money. Yes. And then you put it back into the game. I just reinvest <laughs> everything. Reinvest it all. Buy some more CRO. It's a cycle. All right. I got to go back to my family. They're waiting for me. All right. Uh, like, subscribe, everyone. If you're still here, and uh, check out the cryptocurrency course. Yeah. Okay. Peace. Bye. Bye-bye.